guys we're back you know i took a week off just because you know i needed a little break a little r and r time and i wanted to get back to you guys and can continue um you know what we were uh, talking about before so if you guys do not remember i did an episode on clarence thomas and started off like not well yes I started off with due process but I was going to continue the series with everything that he wants to overturn or has overturned right so it's episode five abortion may be a right but do you know why today we're discussing the founder of Planned Parenthood Margaret Sanger the reason behind her starting Planned Parenthood and what the previous name of this organization was We will also be discussing the profits that Planned Parenthood brings in every year. Y'all will be surprised to know who and why they supported Margaret Sanger. I know you all were expecting some guests this week, but we weren't able to come together how we wanted. But next week, get ready, because there will be a guest or two. Now, as you guys know, I like to start with the facts and end with my opinion, but we're going to be a little mixy today. So, we're going to start with the history of abortion in the United States. Now, it seems to be that every time I talk about my hometown, it's mentioned mm, in this episode in not a really great way, sometimes a great way, but not really. So, again, Connecticut, it was the first state to make an abortion a crime and wrote it into state statute in 1821. Therefore, women were obviously finding ways to terminate pregnancies for law to punish those who take or make it possible to take poisons in order to terminate a pregnancy officially illegal about 30 years later dr storer an anti-abortion activist led the action to make abortion more widely recognized as a crime he literally was known to say that abortion regardless of circumstances that led to the pregnancy should be punishable by law and that the law was not doing enough to punish these individuals as if he had a uterus Now, you mean to tell me if I got raped or my little sister got raped by whomever, whenever, that is not a sufficient enough argument to have an abortion? Like, I have to have this rapist baby? Mm, Okay. But that was in 1851, so whatever. You would think that we have come so much further, right? Now... I'm about to tell y'all something you may haven't heard of before. In 1873, there was an act, the Comstock Act of 1873, obviously. This law made it illegal to send obscene, lewd, or lascivious, immoral, or indecent publications through the mail. Who is about to sit here and determine what is obscene, lewd, or immoral or indecent like who's gonna decide that the law also made it a misdemeanor for anyone to sell give away or possess an obscene book pamphlet picture drawing or advertising advertisement and i quote 
The breadth of the legislation included writings or instruments pertaining to contraception and abortion, even written by a physician. So here go old white men telling women what to do with their bodies once again. Are they afraid of having no one to pass their pathetic legacy to? I mean, really, why are you so freaking concerned? Like, nothing that we have to do with our bodies has anything to do with you. You can't birth a child through your penis. Like, come on now. Now, obviously, this law was signed and created by the by a man by the name of Anthony Comstock. <clears throat> head of New York Society for the Suppression of Vice. When Congress passed this law, passed this into law, they assigned this man a special agent in the United States Post Office to ensure individuals to not send these things through the mail. And with his society's help, he was allowed to arrest people. I mean, arrest people for telling women what their rights are. In 1870, he arrested a feminist by the name of Ezra Hollywood, a man who wrote Cupid Yokes, where he told women they should have the right to control their bodies. Crazy how we're still preaching this almost 200 years later. Do they hate us or not? Comstock was known to specifically reference the portions of the bill pertaining to birth control to the point where doctors were afraid of being arrested of being arrested for sending abortion and birth control information through the mail and social activists were concerned for obvious reasons women's bodies apparently belong to the government and that's something to worry about now i want to ask you guys something planned parenthood as we know it today is planned parenthood but do you know the previous name of planned parenthood don't worry, I'll wait. No? Okay. Well, Planned Parenthood or the Negro Project. Let's fast forward to when and who got the Comstock Act overturned. Margaret Sanger. Not that she was directly involved, but her movement with birth control and abortions overturned this law. The name sounds familiar, doesn't it? You may have heard of her because she's the founder of Planned Parenthood, but it was not always called Planned Parenthood. But you'll be surprised of the similarities the Negro Project of 1939 and modern-day Planned Parenthood have in common. So, the Negro Project? Really, bitch? I am literally rolling my eyes, y'all. I am so annoyed. But let's get into the tea, shall we? First off, before I get into Sanger... Did y'all know there was a Tariff Act of 1930? Tariff meaning a tax or duty paid on imports and exports through the United States that stated that all persons are prohibited from importing any article whatsoever for the prevention of conception or for causing unlawful abortion. They really hate us. Like, it's, <laughs> I put LOL in my script, but it's not even funny. Now, Margaret Sanger is known to have begun her rhetoric in 1936, but she started her first birth control clinic in Brooklyn in 1916 and was promptly shut down by police, but she continued to speak what she believed. 
So according to journal article, is Margaret Sanger a racist, which I found on JSTOR, so you know it's real history. The basic concept to eugenics between 1920 and 1940s was the belief that if if more of fit women had babies, unfit women would have fewer. That already sounds dumb, but let's continue. Not everyone born has the same opinion, so the definition of fit or unfit was widely interpreted. Also, according to this article, the well do agree with this term of what the eugenics believed and believed that it had nothing to do with race. And I say this because in the article, it writes that Kelly Miller, a famous black author at the time, was worried why well-off black people weren't having mo chilling. Now, this article in particular states that she wasn't racist, but she said, and I quote, the mass significant significant of Negroes, especially in the South, still breed carelessly and disastrously, with the result that the increase among Negroes, even more than whites, is, in that portion of the population, least intelligent and least fit and least able to rear their children properly. Like, what did you just say? We're not fit. We're not intelligent. We're incapable of raising our kids. Okay. But y'all will not believe who she quotes. Because she didn't really say this. She quoted somebody else. And it is a well-known black man in history. And is actually in history books. But y'all get the tea on that a little later. But who knew they were advocating for a maternal death rate of black women in birth, which at the time was twice the rate of white mothers in birth? Also something I did not know, in 1930, she, Margaret Sanger, secured funding for a clinic with all black staff and an an advisory panel of all black people. Nice way to spread the rhetoric, Margaret. Tell intelligent black people to tell ignorant black people to stop having kids. Nice, girl. We love it. Psych. While I have learned from this article, I do disagree with the author when he states that her word was taken out of context when she said, and I quote, We do not want word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. She said this to the women's equivalent of the KKK. There is literally a picture. And trust me, it'll be in the links. You can look at it. It's there. I say this because where do you see most Planned Parenthood locations today? Also, why was Sanger going to middle schools in urban neighborhoods where we know most black people reside to inform little girls about their so-called right to get abortions? Now, according to NPR News, Planned Parenthood said in 2013 that 14% of patients nationwide are black, which is equivalent to the black population nationwide. So that isn't helpful to their case or their cause because it still hasn't been released how many Planned Parenthoods are in urban communities. Now, six years later in 2019, 38% of abortions in America were from black women. And the reported abortion stats of that year from Planned Parenthood is rounded to 395,000, meaning that 
a hundred and fifty thousand and one hundred of us got on got an abortion. This rate is still higher than any other race. Now, to be clear, I do and one hundred percent support the choice to get an abortion or to not get an abortion. And I believe, as stated before, that it should only be left up to us what to do with our bodies. But for us to hold the most abortions in this country leads me to believe that it has derived from the Negro Project. And while it is or was or may be all right, we should still know our history behind it. Now, it is constantly reported that she was not a racist and she wanted to help all women, regardless of race, to live a happy, healthy life with happy children that they wanted. But bringing it back to the fit or unfit, most black people fit into the unfit category of being parents because they were poor and disenfranchised. Now... I'm going to tell you guys two black influencers that we all know all are in like it, like we all know about these influencers that supported Sanger and you may just be surprised. Now, two influential black people that supported Margaret Sanger was W.E.B. D. Du Bois and Martin Luther King Jr. Now. According to Du Bois himself in an article, Negroes and Birth Control, he stated that more intelligent black folks were having less kids in caution of birth control, while least intelligent black folks were having an incredible amount of children. Obviously meaning that they didn't believe in birth control. He discussed that black people with their views on religion believe that preventing pregnancy is a sin. But W.E.B. Du Bois most certainly wanted black folks to know their rights for birth control and how it could benefit our community by limiting how many unintelligent black folks could have kids. But Martin Luther King, on the other hand, he supported her cause, not necessarily supported Margaret Sanger. But according to this article in the Washington Post, it is believed that he was unaware of the true intentions behind Margaret's plan. MLK's niece recalls a quote from him stating, the Negro cannot win if he is willing to sell the future of his children for his personal and immediate comfort and safety. That right there proves that he was not for abortion and that he was pro-life. So in my opinion, he probably supported family planning rights and birth control rights, but not abortion. And I also believe that back then, word did not circulate as accurately as it does today. What I believe is abortion is your right. It is not anybody else's business or right to tell you what you can or cannot do with your body. That's just ridiculous. It's your body, you know, but... As I've told you guys time and time again, I want you guys to know your history. I want you to know your past. I want you to know why things are the way that it is today. And for black women to have 36% of abortions in 2019, it's just, it's, it's a lot. And I don't know if they're having it because they truly believe like, oh, I can just have this abortion. Everything will be fine. It's my right or what, but it's not my place to say But I just want you guys to know that this wasn't set up for 
the benefit of us per se. You know, it was to limit our population, to exterminate our population. And they that might not be the same reasons today. And, you know, like I said, abortion is your right. I'm not going to tell you like my history or people's history that I do know, but mind your fucking business. If somebody wants to have an abortion, let them do it. Because at the end of the day, are you going to take care of that child? Do you have a way to provide for that child? There are hundreds of thousands of kids that are in foster care right now that are being treated like shit and they can't get a home. So like, don't sit here and tell somebody what to do with their body if you're not willing to sit here and take care of somebody else's child. And maybe I wasn't alive when W.E.B.D. Du Bois was or Martin Luther King was, but I will tell you this. Maybe I kind of understand what they're saying because the South was less educated than the North. They weren't intelligent. And my family's from the South. And my great aunt said, Back then was the time for women to have multiple kids because you need help on the farm. You need help doing certain things. And today it's not like that. But it just sucks to believe that somebody wanted to exterminate my ancestors because they weren't smart enough. I wouldn't be here. And that doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't sit right with me. Now, Planned Parenthood today, you know, they basically was like, you know, we don't support Margaret. You know, everything that is being said that she stood for, we don't stand for it. Yet, all Planned Parenthoods that I know of are in urban cities where most black people live. And you mean to tell me that they're not trying to do the same thing? Now, I'm not trying to come off as like as conservative or anything, but like I said, this is the history behind it, and I just want you guys to know, I support you in whatever decision that you want. It is not my business. It is not my body. But I want you guys to know, like, there is more behind your decisions and your choices than what you think, and I just want you to take a second thought. Even if the decision to get an abortion is the right decision, be aware of where you're getting it, what it, what they stand behind, what they what they originate from, and make your decision from there. But don't do it blindly. And that's all I have to say. And also, guys, I just want to let you know, I will be dropping another episode before Tuesday. So you might get it on Memorial, uh, Labor Day, Sunday, Saturday, I don't know. But just be prepared. I had a wonderful break and I'm so glad to be back. And I'll talk to you guys next week. And as you all know, we love open and challenging conversations on our Instagram at Know Your Rights Podcast. And we are also going to be doing short videos on TikTok. It is going to be the same at name, Know Your Rights Podcast. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. But you also know that we have a disclaimer. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. We really appreciate it. You guys be safe this Labor Day weekend. Make smart decisions. And we'll see y'all next week.
Now you know I gotta give y'all a disclaimer. Now as I stated at the beginning of this episode, I am just a regular citizen. I am not a lawyer, a judge, or anything like that. I am just here to give you knowledge. So you know your history, you know your rights. I don't wanna entice any harm, just important conversation. These are just facts, except for, you know, my opinion. I do not believe that everyone in the justice system is particularly good or bad, but I do believe it's best for us to know our rights and our history so we are prepared for anything. Thanks, guys.